This edition of the Standard Podcast is brought to you by Iberostar Hotels and Resorts. Hi, I'm John Weeks. And I'm Juliet Kinsman. And welcome to your new Home From Home, a sustainable travel podcast that provides you with the best knowledge, tips and ideas to make your travels both better for the planet, what does that even mean, right? And more fun. What does that even mean? Can travel ever be sustainable, really, truly? Can we fly anywhere without feeling guilty? Or is, well, off-season travel a little bit more eco? These might be the kinds of questions you're asking yourself, in which case this is the pod for you. So, in a year that's seen some interesting weather around the world, shall we say, we're obviously here to talk about sustainable travel. But what does that actually mean? The way I look at it is, how is me going on a trip or taking a holiday or going somewhere actually helping? How is it really supporting the environment or doing less harm to the environment? And how is it really contributing to communities and supporting people? So you might want to sum it up by saying, am I being a climate-friendly traveller? And I understand there are a list of tips and tricks to being a climate-friendly traveller which I have in my hands right now, Juliet. You've printed it off. That's not very eco. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Top of the list is fly less, stay longer, make it count. Seemingly self-explanatory. Are we saying scrap the long weekends and instead enjoy a week-long holiday where you can? This is such a great one to start with. Thank you. And yes, we do have a cheat sheet ready with some of those expert tips. Absolutely, we need to fly less. And we could dedicate an entire episode just to chewing over aviation. um, Because as we know, it's going to be the biggest contributor to our own personal carbon footprints. So we want to fly less. Yes, we can always try and fly direct because it's the taking off and landing part of any flight that's going to be the worst bit and really thinking how is me being in that destination at that particular time helping the local community so it's just analyzing all of our choices and hoping to make them more helpful just like you said that's it and that ties in quite nicely with the second one on the list spend local surely if i'm at a holiday destination all of my money is going to a local cause right Oh, gosh, it just, it's so complicated. I think one of the, the North Star of trying to be, well, a more sustainable, or a better global citizen in general is thinking about who you're giving your money to. So, yes, trying to leave it with those who really need it. But also thinking, is the business, the brand, the company who I'm giving my money to, do they have a good conscience? Do they have a conscience about climate? Do they have a conscience around people? So really thinking about who you're giving your money to and definitely in terms of leaving it in local pockets. As we know, it's a much, much quoted statistic in travel and sustainable travel in particular. The United Nations says that for every $100 spent on travel, only $5 typically stays in the local economy. Wow. So I know, it's pretty mad. So uh, you want to make sure that even if you're staying at an international resort or a big hotel, you do venture out. You do find those those local, you know, little cafes and independent businesses, maybe buy a souvenir direct from the maker rather than uh, always going for the easy, easy international option. That's it. So less McDonald's, more <laughs> local <laughs> local samosas, right? Uh, even though McDonald's does try, I've noticed, try and t- tailors their offering to the local, don't they? Everyone, yes. Everyone yes. is doing. Yes, exactly. Because the way it works is if you're, if you're supporting uh, local people, and, and in some destinations, we still need to be using cash as well. So it's yeah. thinking more consciously about every time we spend money. Um, 
If you are supporting, let's say, a family, that particular person in that job at that hotel or that tourism business, they might be supporting 10 more members of their family mm. just through your tourism money. That's why when people say, you can't fly, that's not sustainable. You say, well, actually, travel is one of the most powerful wealth distributors in the world. It's vital to so many, so many of our 195 countries in the world. Coming up in part two, anti-plastic hotels and what really riles Juliet up at the airport. Oh my gosh, that absolutely gives me shivers when you're standing there at the baggage carousel, watching them coming out. The tip is prepare so you can avoid plastic. First of all, I'm not having that. You can't avoid plastic in 2023. What does this mean tangibly? Well, the easiest thing we can always do is carry that refillable bottle. And it seems very small, but if we all did that, particularly in, in destinations where perhaps uh, if we were staying somewhere that just automatically gave us single-use plastic bottles in a country that has no recycling, we actually are helping. So then you have to look at the quality of drinking water. And of course, you can find those water filtration bottles. So the less plastic we leave in our wake is good. Even better if you can find a host or a hotel group um, that themselves, they have banned plastic. It's actually quite hard to do. So I really do give props to any any businesses that do that for us and support us in that way. So they, they do exist, do they? Places that will ban outright all plastic? Something I always keep an eye out for are those um, hotels where they tell you they've got you know, filtered water coming out of a tap. So you can just, yeah. it really helps you in that way. Lots of hotels will will say that they're on their journey, but to really, really eliminate plastic is a big deal. And you've also, well, you've mentioned prepare. So it's instead of buying, constantly buying all of those prepackaged convenience foods as we go, it's just preparing that little bit more. And sometimes it actually leads to better experiences. So if you've got your little Tupperware or pot with you, I've just done this recently on a train, when you stop at that local deli or that little, you know, traditional bakery and you just pop it in there, some people might even take some things from their buffet at breakfast. I've seen that. <laughs> but, you know, it means you're not constantly buying all this plastic wrapped food. It's all of this helps. If we think of it collectively, it's definitely helping. And there's a really good example of plastic wrapping, which personally I can't stand which is the stuff that you wrap around your suitcase at the airport. Another easy way of avoiding plastic, right? Oh my gosh, that absolutely gives me shivers when you're standing there at the baggage carousel, watching them coming out, completely wrapped, wrapped, wrapped in all that plastic. Why do people do that? What do I you think the it. reasons are? I, I honestly don't know. I think they think that it's going to get damaged. You just need to get a really good quality, long-lasting suitcase, hard shell suitcase, and you don't need that stuff. Number five on the list is empower women through your spending. Why women specifically? So we could dedicate an entire episode, obviously, on how, how travel supporting women is actually an incredible climate solution. But what I'm going to do is reference Zena's tip from the article. She is uh, MD at Intrepid Travel, and they have a really good track record for employing lots of women and also uh, empowering women who are from remote rural communities in terms of giving them jobs as guides. And what that does... Well, it generally helps those communities, elevates the women there, which means that, well, women get married later, they have fewer, healthier children, there's less stress on ecosystems. It's all interconnected with, well, 
population growth, which is one of the biggest challenges in terms of the climate conversation. And people often don't think of the two being linked. Also travel, travel employs so many women globally. So if you really, really think about empowering women through your spending, especially in developing countries, actually it has loads and loads of benefits. Uh, The final tip on this list is a bit of a confusing one for me initially. It says, speak up. It can be hard being green, even when you try. Tell that to the Hulk, first of all. (laughs) What does this one actually mean? Speaking up about what exactly? Oh, I love that tip. It came from Randy from the Global Sustainable Tourism Council. So if that's his advice, you know he knows what he's talking about. All of us just... You know, asking more questions, speaking up when we're at a hotel or when we're talking to a travel agent and saying, look, I care about about sustainability. What are you doing about it? Why are you running your air conditioning at such a a low level? Why are you changing my sheets in my bedroom every day? These kind of questions and speaking up can make a difference. And the more noise we make as consumers, I hope, I would hope we influence the businesses, but also each other and just talking about what we, what sustainability means to us what being more responsible looks like to us, sharing it on social media when we see someone's doing a really great job and perhaps, you know, asking for more advice from one another all the time. Joining us now with more tips on how to be a climate-friendly traveller is Mark Maslin, Professor of Earth System Science at University College London and author of How to Save Our Planet, The Facts. So, Mark, I'm going to hit you with a big one to kick off with. How can we be climate-friendly travellers? So I think that's a really difficult question because we all know that as soon as you leave home, you're going to actually cause carbon emissions, whether it happens to be driving your kids to school, whether it's even hopping on a train to work. Everything we do has an impact. So it's actually trying to look at what sort of holidays do you want to do, how you can be sustainable. Um, So the first rule of thumb is if you can avoid flying, excellent. You know, that's a fantastic first start. So, for example, people like staycations, you know. And actually, it's interesting because many people really don't know their local area. They don't know their local city. But then if you do want to travel, then, of course, take the train. Because again, firstly, you get to see the landscape, you travel slightly slower, you engage with lots of people. And trust me, having hopped on Eurostar, it is so much nicer than having to try to get to an airport, fight through security, and then there's that queue for the passport control. So again, it's trying to actually think about how you're going. So say I'm planning my next trip away, Mark. All I know is I will be travelling from the UK. What are the most significant changes I can make to ensure my trip is more sustainable? I would say, firstly, work out where you want to go. Because if you have that sustainability and environmental sort of like uh, feeling, then choose a destination that you know that you're going to have the smallest impact. And it's well worth actually doing research into different travel agents and different places you will end up because the first thing is it's really important that we travel because that actually gives us new experiences. But also in many parts of the world, it is a key income source for the local people. And so I would then check, make sure that you're going to a place whereby the actual hotel 
or the hostel is actually really thinking about sustainability. And sustainability covers everything. In many places, one of the critical things is water. Do they actually recycle their water? Do they think about the water? Are they actually really making sure that they're looking after the local environment? Are they engaging with the locals? Are the people working in that hotel or that sort of like accommodation, are they locals or are they people that have just been shipped in from the local city? And I have to say some of the most incredible experiences I've had is when you just talk to the locals and then see what they're doing to support their own local environment. That's it. And I was going to ask you personally, what's the best holiday experience you've had that's also had a positive or at least a neutral impact on climate? I think probably the most exciting one was when I went back to Kenya. So I do a lot of work in East Africa because of my work on climate change, but I did go back there for a holiday. And it was when my kids engage with the Maasai and they were talking about their lives and I think what was really important was how the Maasai were explaining how they had changed their lives. The Maasai used to, each person tried to get as many goats or as many cows as possible to show how rich they were, because this then allowed them to have power. And so what happened was they realized that this was causing damage to the environment. They moved to actually then be more settled. They then used their land as a conservation and so therefore, they realized that tourism was much more important. And the key thing there was they shifted their mindset. And the reason being is because they have embraced mobile phone technology. Forget computers, they've skipped that completely. And so whenever they are earning money from tourism and basically supporting their local economy, they get to a point that they can go to the big man, the actual tribal leader, and go, look, I've got this amount in my bank account. Here you are. Here's the evidence. I want to have a seat on the council or I want another wife. So wildlife then becomes a massive asset. It's not something they need to destroy. And I was really interested because my youngest daughter, who's very young at the time, told me and said, why do you need all this money? Because she was looking at this great lifestyle. And he, he looked at her and he answered her very clearly. He said, look, I have a lot of children and it costs $400 per term per child to send them to school. And I want all my children to go to schooling because they need to learn because they're the next generation. So for me, that was the most important thing. Myself learning, seeing how different people are embracing environmentalism in their own cultural way, and that being transferred onto my children. Mark, thank you so much for your time. We've clearly only scratched the surface of helpful ways to travel. Now I want to know how to have a great sustainable holiday without paying more. And that's what you'll find out with me next week. We'll catch you then. This episode of The Standard Podcast was brought to you by Iberostar Hotels and Resorts.